0: suns win suns win suns win matthew suns <laughs> yeah we won dude this is awesome what a what a great start dude you know it's going to come down to the wire right yeah you you kind of had a feeling that this one was going to come down to the final minute or two given the pace of the game the choppiness of the game the the constant consistent foul calls and foul baiting by luka Doncic. so you kind of knew it was going to come down to the final minute or two and you know, CP3 and D and book, they delivered, man. They did. It was, it was uh it was a little bit of a struggle
1: in the end. It kind of was for Booker and in the fourth, but he got together, hit a big shot. Big oh, shot. Massive big rebound at the end. So they closed him out. Again, they beat Dallas. You know, it's a thing that the Suns do. The Suns just can can just beat that. Dallas ass (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: that's that's a team they don't have a problem beating they don't Uh, It's so easy for them right (laughs) I'm just excited that we're we're sitting here talking about a Suns win we got Boyd excited with us we got Miss Angelina saying let's go we got Raymond Gonzalez in the chat we won uh you know (sighs) it's a thing baby it's a thing the Suns win uh we're gonna talk about the game the season opener for the Phoenix Suns uh it might be 1107 uh Mountain Standard Time on a Tuesday, Wednesday, a Christmas no Eve night. I might, you know work what? I might work. I don't even know. I don't even know <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> suns <laughs> win. I don't care. <laughs> but hey, so, hey, Suns win. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that, but I don't care how late it is. I'm popping a beer open. I already got one popped open. This might be number five tonight. I don't know. Suns <laughs> win. Let's talk about it. So it might not have been the prettiest thing that you watched all night, but it was beautiful at the same time. Suns pull off the victory over the Dallas Mavericks 106-102 to in the 2020-2021 season opener. The Valley era has officially begun. We had an opportunity to see Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, uh, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, the the whole gang showed up for this one, and uh, it took every last one of them to pull this one out, Matthew.
1: It did. You know, it started off good, too. They were they were really gunning in the beginning. I think they came out. It was a 12-5 lead. Uh, Booker had seven of those 12 points, but they were going fast, dude. Every inbounds, they were hustling down to the other side of the court, really ready to get their shots off. It started out quick. I mean, it kind of ended up a little bit muddy there in the first with the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks, kind of like their focus was drawing fouls and not trying to score, not trying to play defense, but trying to draw fouls, get Aiden in foul trouble. That was their game plan before they got their feet underneath them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't blame them, but it, it worked, right? I mean, it was kind of hard to watch, but it was like, here we go again. This is what we have to deal with with the Dallas Mavericks.
0: It's, it's hard to watch that kind of basketball, and it really reminded me of that first game that the Phoenix Suns had against the Dallas Mavericks in the bubble. If you remember, they played them twice while they were in Orlando, and that first game was just that. It was Luka Doncic running right at our bigs, baiting them into fouls, baiting the refs into fouls and getting the calls and putting our front line uh, in, in jeopardy. And that's exactly what happened in this game. I mean, you have uh, what Deandre Ayton had what? Three fouls in the first half or uh, yeah. Three fouls in the first half. You had Jones had four. Yeah. First quarter and all, all three were on the offensive end. That's what was, that was, was frustrating. You know, if, if Luca had, had earned those fouls, it would have been one thing. He earned those fouls against Jones, but, DeAndre Aiden was on the offensive end. That was frustrating to see. Yeah,
1: there were things that Aiden was doing where it was like, you know what, those shouldn't have been fouls, 50 50 balls. He went up to try to get the rebound. And they said it was like over the back, but it wasn't. It was funny because like Galloway, I think Payne, campaign was going in the lane. He was doing the job DeAndre Aiden was supposed to be doing underneath the rim and getting away with great defensive plays, but they would have called it a foul on Aiden. That's what I felt like kept happening. So we didn't get to see a lot of Aiden, which is fine because Chris Paul was playing. Uh, Jay Crowder was too, but they really didn't get their feet set this whole game. They really didn't have anything going for them. And I kind of expected that. I feel like maybe this team 10 to 12 games into the season will really see their full potential.
0: Yeah. And they're going to learn to play with each other. And that chemistry is going to be better. It'll be less choppy, but again, like the next two games are against the Sacramento Kings and you're not going to have those fouls nonstop. I mean, that, that to me, that's obviously going to be, you know, storyline number one, when you look at it tomorrow and, and, Although the national pundits won't talk about it, you know, Suns fans will, is the fact that even though uh the final count was uh 26 fouls for the Suns and 23 fouls for the Dallas Mavericks, it was the manner in which those fouls occurred. I mean, you saw it at the end of the game where uh Luka Doncic elbowed Devin Booker right in the chin. And it yeah. was on and it was on Booker. And I, I I I guess it's time to have that Luka conversation. Uh <laughs> he is so so bad to watch. I mean, I, is it I know
1: Harden for you. I mean, he's like Harden 2.0 for you, right? He is,
0: too- exactly. But the difference between him and Harden is like Harden, at least you can respect because he has an outside game and he can hit yeah. jump shots. Like Luca's whole offense is I'm going to run right into you. And mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, who was it? it was Rick Johnson at ID Sons on Twitter said he his moves are dribble, dribble, foul bait move. Drive, pivot, travel, foul, bait, pump, fake, throw hands up in frustration. I mean, that is literally the Luka Doncic experience, and it's yeah. frustrating to watch. I mean, I I don't know how uh, outside of Mavericks Nation, it, it's you can't watch that and go, this guy is an MVP. This, I mean, he throws this, he makes a shot, and he throws his hands up. I mean, I I get it. I know that you're somebody who uh, you don't mind this part of the game because you give props to people who you know if that's the game and that's the way that it's refed, then. You you play the you play that game and, and I understand that but at the same time it's like it's part of the game that sucks and watching it sucks even worse.
1: Yeah, it does suck. Um, it is part of the game, but honestly, the Mavericks are well coached. They're going to do what they got to do to win the game. That's just the way they play. But uh, honestly, if you want to talk about Aiden two on the other side, where he's getting those fouls, uh, the next step really for Aiden. I mean. I don't know if he go to the bench. I don't think he would go to the bench and like bitch about it really or complain about, you know what these refs are doing? It's like, you got to be kind of smarter than the Mavericks. Teams like this that are going to foul bait you. It might be ticky tack, but there has to be ways around this because this is going to like constantly happen to him where he's going to be taken out of games for foul trouble and there has to be some way that he can actually, you know, figure it out. The coaching staff has to figure something out to where this doesn't happen this season cuz I feel like it's going to happen a lot this season and I don't want that to happen cuz I want Aiden to get his stats. I want him to get in rhythm. I want him to be in there the whole game. When he was playing though, he did pretty good. He he was seemed pretty confident. He had a little jump hook going. So that was great, dude.
0: Yeah, see I'll I'll disagree with you there because I think that this is just one of those teams that you go up against that has the ability to draw that out of the referees so i don't feel like ayton's gonna run into a lot of foul issues throughout the year to where he's getting three in the first half on ticky tack fouls i mean deandre will foul people we know that he's a center that's just the way that the the game is played but he's generally somebody who you know we we wish he was fouling people we wish he was going hard at people it's like hey you know he ended the game with no fouls like come on da like get physical we're normally complaining that way these little tick tacky you know kind of very, barely push the guy and and or over the backs are just ridiculous and uh i nathaniel daris in the chat it feels like the refs are still in the preseason and that's what it felt like tonight you know and it's it's unfortunate cuz the suns i think let's go to the positives you know you look at the suns you look at up and down the lineup uh i got to give this game to Mikel bridges i mean yes. he was fantastic we'll hey, go down man. the line but like you know, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, campaign. I mean, these guys showed that what happened in the bubble wasn't a fluke, Matthew.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, basically, what we saw in the bubble from uh, Mikael Bridges in the in like the warm up games. This is what we saw in this game, to where he was that guy. He was doing everything on the floor, defense, offense, like especially scoring off of like he has a little thing now where he's working on where he's scoring off of like the the little stop and go where he'll he'll get the ball pump fake because now if he's making his threes he can pump fake it take it to the rim he did that a few times which i love that so much but dude yeah 18 points from the whole game really got it going from downtown so i feel like maybe that's his thing if he can get it from going from downtown then it opens up everything else for him so as long as he can get that going then i think everything's groovy but cam johnson for sure showed the most. I feel like out of everybody, I think he, he had it on the fast break. He had it passing. There's a couple plays where he was finding the open guy. He just looked like a totally different player out there. Right? Like he just looked like the legit dude, the guy that we took at number 11, where Mm -hmm. it was like such a big deal, but it's like, okay, this is why they got taken number 11. If he can turn that corner, like EJ said, the possibilities are almost endless for him, I feel like.
0: Well, here's what's interesting is at the end of the game, they pulled Crowder out and they put Johnson in.
1: Yes. And when they were
0: doing the and when Luca was doing those switches to get Johnson on him, I was comfortable with that. Like I like the defense and and how long Cameron Johnson plays and you know he didn't foul him. He 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 put a good defensive sets on him, followed him down to the lane. And those are the kind of things that, you know us when he was drafted we were like okay he's a straight-up shooter he started to show his defensive prowess a little bit in the bubble and then had, had a great game tonight both him and bridges and you know i think bridges easily is is the player of the game at least uh you know by the way i see you look at his overall stat line uh 18 points went five for 11 from the field four for seven from deep seven rebounds which is you know what did you say before the season started, Matthew? That you thought he'd average like fifteen and eight? Well, he went for eighteen and seven tonight. know, two Eighteen huge. and eighteen and nine. Actually, eighteen and nine. Crazy. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you were pretty close. I mean, that's what yeah. we want. And and he was. I, so I I did the Fox Sports Arizona for the first half, ESPN for the second half, and the the guys him the uh, you know Greg Anthony and. I forget who he was even calling the game. Mark Jansen. Yeah, Mark Jackson. I don't know Mark Jackson. Mark Jansen. Uh, <laughs> who, who, who was who was talking very quietly the whole time? Yeah. Uh, they were in shock with both those guys, and and Espo actually tweeted it out middle of the game. He's like, "Listen, the Suns are going to go as far as Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges are going to take us," and this game showcased that. Their defense led to offense in big possessions in that last you know six minutes of the game. Devin Booker had a really silent second half. Partially because he, he was in foul, he was in foul trouble too. I mean, every time he go out there, he was getting called for some ticky tack bullshit, and you know yeah. he, of course, hits the big shot that kind of uh, put the game—I wouldn't say out of reach, but really kind of—you know—put the pressure on the Mavericks. And uh, it was just really fun to see the defense lead to lead to offense, seeing the multifaceted way that this team's you know, scored and ultimately won. Because these are the kind of games where the refs are annoying and we're not getting any of the calls. And, you know, you go against the James Hardens or the Luka Doncic's and we just, we end up losing the game. But because we have so many different weapons and so many different types of players, we had the ability to overcome all of that. We had the ability to, in this game, a game where, you know, the Suns only win by four points. How many total turnovers did we had? 19? 19 turnovers to their 12. And we still won.
1: Still won. It was it was crazy because I feel like Booker. There's a lot of plays like even with Jalen Smith and DeAndre, Aiden where they were running in together, running into each other. Excuse yeah. me. They had a, they had a problem like figuring out where everybody was going on the court. But it was mostly when Booker had the ball. So I don't know if that's Booker or that's the other players. But DeAndre Aiden, that happened a couple times. Jalen Smith kind of seemed like he was out of place, but his hustle, everything he was doing on the court, there wasn't a whole lot of stats to back it up. He was he was there and he was ready to play. He he did not give a f where. Who, who he was going up against where he was on the court or else who he had to go through to get to where he wanted to go. I love that dude. And I love that. He's still, of course he's young and he's learning, but there's just things on the court. I think he's going to do that. are Mikhail M- 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 Bridges esque in a way, plus he's a little bit bigger in that way too, as well. But I just think he's going to bring a lot more than people think. And I think that he honestly, offensively hasn't gotten it going this game. I mean, it's the first game. I don't know why I said that he hasn't gotten it going. <laughs> it's, it's only the first game, but he didn't I don't think he even put up a three, did he?
0: It, which is fine no, because I think he he's didn't. working
1: on so much more during the game. So I don't think that's even has to come to later on.
0: Well, I think uh, to to your point, the first, you know, obviously Jalen Smith, you know, aka sticks, got plenty of playing time early due to the foul trouble of DeAndre Ayton and Damian Jones. And the first probably about five to ten minutes, he was getting pushed around a little bit. And it was kind of like, oh, welcome to the NBA, rookie. Like yeah. he got it, he he understood that, you know, every time a guy turns. You're catching elbow in the ribs every time you go up for a shot. That guy's closing on you fast. And to your point, he he's like, okay, I'll get down in there and I'll start bumping bodies. And he started. There was one big play where he uh knocked a, a, a rebound off of the backboard, and it got you know the suns yes, got a back I and it again that. a three on that one. And that that's what was huge with the big guys being out. The team figured out how to do this kind of team rebounding slash volleyball at back kind of thing. To get rebounds, you know, with Maxi Kleber and guys who were uh, outsizing them down low. And it was fun to see that, again, the versatility of this team um, and how it uh, ultimately equated to a victory. And, uh, mm. you know, you get, you look at those those turnovers. It's one thing I'm going to come back to. You know, you know who led the team in turnovers tonight, right? What's the Devin Booker? Eight of them, man. Eight. Oh, yeah.
1: You know, I'd even look at his turnovers. Oh,
0: eight by Booker. Yeah. And that's obviously something that. You know, if, if he has half of those turnovers, if he has four, that's four extra possessions. If we hit two of those, we win this game by eight, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, all these little opportunities, all these chances to get better exist, and we still got the win.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, hey, those turnovers, but hey, Jamsters, we got the win. <laughs> we got <laughs> was- the win, I, you know, We got and the like, win. It was, it was ugly, but what can you expect first game, dude? It's... It's going to be that way, especially these guys coming in here like they did, you know, just not even that much time to practice a little bit of preseason here and there. I mean, we didn't even know Chris Paul was going to really even play today, but he played. He was more of like a distraction in the first half a little bit. He was kind of like a Ricky Rubio in the second half. So we'll see when this game comes together. I mean, when this team comes together later on, I think. <laughs> yeah,
0: and there's you know plenty of uh, opportunity, obviously, but again, a win is win, and that's fantastic. Uh, yes. Let's let, let's run through some of the chat. You know, thank you to yeah. everybody who's joining us live on YouTube, Cheers. following the game. Cheers to everybody out there. If you if you got them, drink them.
1: Don't go to bed dehydrated, though. Make sure (laughs) you
0: hydrate. Yeah, have some aspirins and some waters when you go to bed. (laughs) Uh, But again, you know, if this is your first time, make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel and click the bell every time we go live. If you're listening to the podcast on the Bright Side of the Sun Podcast Network, please rate, subscribe, and review. You can follow it on at Suns Jam on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew on Twitter. Boom! We got we got the the promotional shit out the way. So let's see uh, what some of the people are saying. Miss um, yeah. Angelina in the chat: sons get no love from the refs. And at, at some point, Devin Booker's got to get the love, right? He he wasn't getting you know yeah. as somebody who's potentially going to be a a third or a second team All NBA guy, a guy who is on everybody's list to be you know take that jump and and have the ability to score potentially thirty points a game. They give him no love.
1: No, they, I mean, they really don't. I mean, he was four for six with free throw line, but there are plays where I feel like the contact wasn't really there for him. I don't know if he's just missing it this game or what. He was really good last year towards the end of the year, really getting that contact and getting to the free throw line. I think that's just something that he has to work on. I think the refs are going to give it to him, but there's just things that he was kind of missing just a little bit more oomph into his plays. Um, but that'll come. I think, I mean, as these games go by, but he honestly he should get Chris Paul didn't really get any calls either. Um, of course, DeAndre Aiden didn't get any calls unless he got really hacked. Yeah. So I mean that's a thing where we hope we hope that's just something of the past to where this season is just totally different and we get the same respect as every other team. Or yeah. You know, a contender team, not a, a contender oh, team. Oh, no, my, uh, yeah, no. a contender for the title team. There. Exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, our buddy Boyd um, down under, he says, campaign edge Javon on this game. Now, yes. I know that that's something that you've talked about plenty in the preseason and how your expectation is that Javon Carter kind of takes that next step. And it looked like every all the energy that you've been channeling into believing that Javon Carter is going to be kind of the backup <laughs> to CP3, Gosh. it all went to campaign in this game. I mean, he looked great, man. No, campaign was amazing, dude. His shot was... He looked like he was playing in the bubble
1: again. I mean, preseason, he didn't do really anything. But then he came out, was finding his teammates, and he was just taking the shots that were given, too. I mean, he kind of worked for him too, going to the rim a few times. But he had an edge on the bigger players, so he took advantage of it, which I loved. And just his his shot was going down. But um, it was kind of weird not seeing... Um, <sighs> Javon Carter not coming off the bench right away. I was kind of like, oh, why? You know what? But, but Monty knows what he's doing. I mean... <laughs> Next time, maybe next game, Javon Carter is doing what campaigns are doing. That's the lovely thing about it. But then when they both come together, you see the defense. And the defense was there tonight between the two. They were beautiful together. I think they are just so dominant on the defensive end when they're in together. So let's continue that at least.
0: Well, and I think you saw some insight into Monty's rotations. You know, when CP3 comes off the court, it's going to be campaign. When Booker comes off the court and CP3 comes on the court, it's Javon Carter. So he's really going to utilize, and we'll see, uh, obviously, how it goes moving forward. But it looks like, you know, at least to begin the season, campaign's the backup PG, and you have yeah. Javon Carter being the pack, the backup SG. So. Um, let's see. Let's uh, we got Mook Allen in the chat, also Langston Galloway Ooh. in all caps, man. Yes, his, his, that the flamethrower, the turbo chef, Langston Galloway on fire this game, man. Look, the fire right. starter, fight the all of them, throw all them all in there. That's the what he started. That's what, yeah, today. I like it, man. I mean, he, how, what were your thoughts on him?
1: You know, when he came in and hit that three from the corner when the Suns were really struggling, I feel like that didn't light their offense up a little bit. He didn't only have five points in the first half, but it was just his energy and just like the ready-to-shootness that he has. I just, I love it, dude. When he came in and hit that shot, I'm telling you, like the offense turned around. The rest of the team played harder on offense trying to get their shots. He made a difference even though it didn't show in the box score, but I can just feel that energy when he comes off the bench. And it's funny because when I'm watching the game, I'm like we need something we need somebody to make a shot and then like here he is and he continued it from preseason and it's amazing to see that cuz I don't really expect it too much as a Suns game a Suns fan to have things carry over from preseason to the season that consistently but we'll see I mean
0: he he really I think he balled out this game what do you think Dude 9 minutes 11 points I mean, two hard. for two for downtown got that four point play. I mean, that's what you want, though. I mean, again, what is going to push the Suns past what they've been in, been in the past? It's having a deep bench like this where, you know, in the past, those nine minutes were Ty Jerome. Are you telling me Ty Jerome would put up 11 points in nine minutes? Not a chance in hell. I mean, Langston Galloway, Langston Lagoon, as Espo likes to talk about, uh, has has so aptly named it, is something that Suns fans are gonna are gonna love, and it's something that you saw tonight. I mean, he we we've talked about how uh, or who who was uh, when we had Laz Jackson on from Detroit Bad Boys, which you know mm-hmm. we got him from Detroit. Yeah, you know, he said he's gonna win us a couple games, and mm-hmm. this is a game. I mean, you look at those those points that he scored were absolutely huge, man. Yeah, he's fearless too.
1: Like there's a look in yeah. his eye in his game where he's fearless. He'll shoot the three contested. He doesn't care. It's such a quick release to where if he's feeling it, he's gonna shoot it. And he has a green light. So I'm all for that. I don't think there's gonna be a bad shot he's gonna throw up there. Jay Crowder maybe have to worry about later on in the season to where he might throw some stuff up there, like oh, kind of he shouldn't shoot that. But Lacey Galloway can shoot away.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. And they just so quick on the release. I mean, his first three-pointer, when they passed him the ball, the, the defender was closing on him. I didn't think he was going to get it off. Yeah. He got it off, and it was nothing but net, man. It looked absolutely sp- spectacular. We really have Jer- 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 Jer in the, uh, the YouTube chat. I'm glad CP3 came in clutch after turning it over a couple times. CP3 didn't have the greatest debut as a Phoenix Sun, right, Matthew? No, he didn't.
1: But, I mean, like I said before, I don't even know if he really knew he was going to play it till today. So it was more like he was a distraction. Him and DA didn't really get anything going on. I mean, we saw in the preseason, there was a little bit of the pick and roll, which I love to see, but this time there was nothing there. I don't even know if he had an assist to Aiden. I mean, Aiden really had to work for what he, what he had to get. So, I mean, basically him with those little um, jump shots is the only thing he can do. But, I mean, CP3 did hit the big shot in the end. He hit a big shot just like Booker came around yep. too. Booker started out the fourth when he came in pretty sloppy, but then they got the big shots, and that's all we needed. And these kind of games, you just need those couple of shots that we didn't get in the past, and that's why cp 3s here. I mean, Rubio last year, I feel like hit a lot of good shots, big shots too as well, but it's going to be more consistent this year.
0: Well, you look at his line, 28 minutes, three for nine from the field, 0 for two from downtown, two for two uh, from the line, four rebounds, five assists, uh, eight total points for CP3. So he put up eight and five. Uh, a negative ten on the plus minus, which really doesn't mean too much in yeah. a single game. It's you know if that if that's you know negative ten over an entire season, we have an issue. Uh, but I I know that you know watching the game, I really wasn't impressed. But I knew that going into the fourth quarter, I'm like CP3 is going to do something that's going to help this team win, and that that's what you need him for. You know, I loved Ricky yeah. Rubio and Ricky Rubio would put up like 11 and nine almost every night is what it felt like. And that's probably pretty close to what his averages were last year. But he never really made the plays that helped you win the games. So that that's where CP3 comes in. That's where his uh, ability as a leader for this young team it makes itself known. And he saw, yeah, it, you know, exactly. he he knew what to do, how to do it. And, and ultimately, you know, push the team to victory. And it was, although it wasn't the greatest CP three performance, it was what we needed to get the dub and that's okay.
1: But that was last year though, with CP three with remember when Booker Same didn't thing. make, when Booker didn't make the all-star game and CP three, did. we're like CP three doesn't do anything. Look at his stats, all this. And then like Booker played him the next game. And we yeah. bring this up and, and CP three beat us game out against them. And it's yep. just like, that's what he's going to give us this year, dude. That consistently, yep. that consistency.
0: Oh, I like this one from Perplexed Damage. DA undefeated against Luca. Yeah. How is. about that?
1: He's in his head. Or oh, it might be Mikael Bridges
0: that's in his head. <laughs> Luca. I'm he telling played. you, man. That's the other side of Mikael is like, we looked at his uh, numbers, like the defense that he played on, on Luca. Because you look at Luca, okay, ended with what? 32 points, right? He took 26 yeah. field goals, man. He's inefficient as fuck. He's a foul baiter. Oh for six from downtown, this guy. He took that three under two minutes. I was like, thank you. Like, you know, again, that's the difference between him and Harden. They're both unbelievable foul baiters, but Harden can at least hit a shot that's you know, he's he's got range. He's scary. Luke, I'm okay. Take those, you know, 30 footers, man. You're 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 cool.
1: That's what you want too. And the Mavericks, they're still gonna be scary. They still got a lot of shooters around them. So Oh, Nicky Tan, what's going Tan, on? Tan, the
0: highlight of the game was how well Mikel defended Luka, not to mention the entire yeah. team. That's what something we should apply. Correct there, Nick Tan. Correct there.
1: Yeah, it's always going to be an issue
0: for Luka, dude. I'm serious. Let's see what else we got going on in the chat again. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We truly appreciate it. Let's see. Lakes and Galloway needs more minutes from Broncos boy. You know, it's interesting because he's going to most likely end up doing what he did Tonight, throughout the regular season, he's not going to be a guy who's going to get 26. No, he's not. He, he's, he's your flamethrower who comes in because he he's not a defender. Javon Carter, Cameron Payne, those guys can defend and, you know, play on the offensive end. Lanksy Galloway's pure offense. And uh, man, it was good. Uh, Jermaine preto the bench looked good. Dude, this was a bench game, man. It had to be with all of those fouls with, you know, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, all getting uh, and even Damon Jones, who wasn't a starter. But I mean, yeah. When, you, when, when you have okay. coming off the bench 11 from Langston Galloway, 11 from campaign 15 from Cam Johnson. And you know, you add in four from, from sticks. Uh, that's the recipe for success, man.
1: It is. Is that the bench looked at God? Cause yeah, they look God, God they <laughs> like you know,
0: <laughs> they did. What did you think of, uh, Jay Crowder in this game? You know, that's one thing that I feel mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed. Uh, you look at his overall stats, and, you know, he really didn't perform very well. Okay. He came out uh, one for six total from the field, one for five from downtown, only four points. what do you think of his performance?
1: I mean, it's, it, this is what we're going to expect from him. I feel like once in a while, this is what's going to happen to where, when we first started the season, we we're like, Jay Crowder is gonna be the starting four. But then as time goes on, or starting three, starting four, whatever, between the two, as time goes on, you'll see Cameron, Cameron Johnson or Cam Johnson step up and like really take over that role but Jake Crowder I feel like he's just he's gonna have nights where he's really good and nights where he's just not he's one for six from three or was it one for six from three or one for yeah, five from three one for, one for five from three yeah, yeah it's just stuff like that so I mean it's fine because he does so much other little things where I love him have being on the court offensively and defensively because I think he's gonna help the team in the starting lineup so keep him in there Absolutely. I want to. yeah even if he has his off games keep that starting lineup together please
0: I like what Miss Angelina says here. She says he's not always a bucket right there. He's not always a bucket. And that's, that's the key tonight. He had nine yeah. boards. We needed his rebounding tonight with our bigs out. He was huge when Aiden and Jones were both in foul trouble in, you know, the second to the third, that's where Crowder earned his minutes. Mm-hmm. He's his shot was off. And you know what? There's going to be nights where he's, where he's going to be on. I mean, we talked to Brandon DePerno from hot, hot hoops, uh, a member of SB nation, the heat site. Yeah. And that's what he talked about with Jay Crowder. He's like, there's gonna be nights but that guy just doesn't miss, and you're going to absolutely love him. There's going to be nights where he misses nonstop, and you're going to hate him. He missed nonstop tonight, and I loved him I because know. of his rebounding, because of his ability to play defense and rebound. Because that's one thing that I felt we were having some issues with in the preseason. Granted, we played the Jazz and the Lakers, two extremely big teams, um, but our rebounding wasn't there. We had rebounding tonight. That was something that was absolutely huge for the Suns. You know, yep. overall, we had 42 rebounds to the Mavs' 33. That's big, yeah.
1: man. It's pretty big, especially when Da's in foul trouble, man. He's our number one rebounder. But yeah, Jay Crowder. I mean, he's not always going to make the shots, but they, he takes good shots. He takes good threes. Yes. He doesn't force anything. He he goes with the flow of the offense. For now, that's what I'm seeing. So I mean, I'm not I'm not too upset with anything he's done on the core. I love what he brings to the
0: offense and defense. I like what Jermaine Prado says, at least Jay's one three was clutch as fuck. It came in yes, the fourth, man. I mean, a, yeah, when, I it, when, it, it. when it when it when it when he did hit, it, it yeah. mattered big time. I love this one from Jonah Freeman in the YouTube chat. Suns haven't lost a regular season game in 289 days. (laughs) Facts. Facts. It's been since the March. I mean, it's been a long time. I don't know. What what month is this right now? I don't even know, man. We're still in 2020, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: We (laughs) We keep trying to figure it out. What other takeaways did you have from this game, Matthew. Oh, man, we, we went over a lot of it, but
1: I feel like the takeaway is just just get this win. All I wanted was just get this win, and I knew it was going to be ugly. It was going to be gruesome, and they just got it because I know this team, when we saw them on the court today, I feel like they have a lot to build. The only thing that sucks is D.A. wasn't in there for the most part, but I like D.A. on the court, what he was doing. He took a little bit of quick shots here and there. The only thing at the end, I don't know if you saw it, there was a switch that really sucked, and it was when Luca was going to the hoop. And I think it was like 10 seconds left and he was wide open for the layup and DA was on his guy, but he was like, he wouldn't move over towards Luca to try to deflect his shot. Do you remember seeing that?
0: Yeah. But I also felt at that point, he was just kind of, he's done with it. He knows how the refs are refereeing him and what's the point. Yeah. But then that was under
1: a minute. He has two fouls to give. I feel like under a minute, you can go in there and just like swat the shit out of it. Even if you get a foul, it doesn't matter. But yeah, that was, uh, but like just the offense together as a whole. um, I just, I love seeing it. I love how they actually started this year in a great fashion of kicking Luca's um, big hairy butt out of the <laughs> arena.
0: Luca, man, I just, I, I could, I could do like an entire podcast, just bitching about Luca. You know, I hate to, if we had lost this game, this, that's what this podcast would have been. <laughs> Jamster viewers. Like it would have yeah. been me just complaining about Luca red faced Luca always throwing his hands up in the it air. 10 just, years. It's off this at is the what world. It's going to be like, yeah, a uh, couple, couple things here. Oh, I like this one from DW seventeen oh seven. Da with Jared Allen's hair is the goat. <laughs> yeah, I like Da how he had the cornrows going tonight, man. That was the first thing I, was I didn't just like it. You didn't? I, I thought it was a clean look, me, man. I, it reminds me of, like when Amari did it. I don't like it when
1: Amari did it either. I like the the fluffier hair. I'm sorry, I'm not a cornrow guy. Okay. I'm a dread guy.
0: You know, I, I like the you more, you're more of the Jay Crowder I'm than the, the than the Allen Iverson <laughs> is what you're saying. Yeah. Exactly, man. I have a kid coming in here with a hot take. Mikhail, a better shooter than Devin. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looked great, man. His strokes looked so pure from three. Yeah. I mean, remember at the beginning of last season how, how herky jerky it was? Then the middle of the season, he really started to figure it out. And then in the preseason games in the bubble, like the warm up games, his three looked really good. And then he really didn't take a bunch of threes in those eight, in that eight no run. You really didn't see a lot of Mikhail Bridges shooting threes. And when he did, there was a little hiccup to it. It's smooth as silk right now, man. I mean, Mikel Bridges, if we get this version of Mikel Bridges year long, dude, he's our yeah. Scotty Pippen, man. Booker's, it, Booker's our Jordan. He's our Scotty Pippen. And CP3, he could be John Paxton for all I care. Hit the big three at the end, <laughs> just not against us because he can't because he's on our team, bitch.
1: Yeah, the, the best part about Mikel is like when the ball was around him on the, there was a few times where the ball was like rolling around by his feet. He'd be distracted. He'd be like, oh, here it is. He'd just pick it up with his long ass arms. <laughs> it was the best part of the game. I don't oh, know if you man.
0: Yeah, yes. Dude, yes. Awesome. I, oh, Rick, Rick Johnson. I liked Matrix Rose. I liked. Yes, yeah, I like those oh, too. I don't know. if Sean I'm Marion has, had the Rose too. I liked that too. I'm just a Dreads dude. I don't know if he can be both. So sorry.
1: All, All right, if well, I grow him.
0: I would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hand out this award for the game because this almost okay. cost us the game. This is uh, our the Jack Taylor Award for the guy who comes out of nowhere and scores a shit ton of points on you. Dude, Jalen Brunson, man, twelve yeah, points well, all bad. in the fourth quarter. All of a sudden, he he couldn't be stopped. I mean, he's shooting like the Matrix shots around DeAndre Ayton's outstretched arms, and it almost costs us the game, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, he was getting to the to the rim at ease. Like I don't know, that's like his that's his thing, dude. He can just get there, and I he I feel like he was fouled four or five times. I'm not gonna lie, I feel like he was fouled four or
0: five times getting to get the rim. Well yeah, uh, he, and I they didn't know, call
1: maybe, it because maybe the rest are like, who the f- is this?
0: That's probably why they didn't get the call. <laughs> Let's see, we yeah, I mean it was it was impressive to see. And I, I know who Jalen Brunson is. He, if I remember correctly, uh he went to Villanova with uh Mikhail Bridges, they were teammates and won national championships together, so he's definitely not a scrub, but yeah. he's some he's somebody who again at the end of the game, you didn't think that he would be running fast breaks and going right into the teeth of our defense and scoring at will. And it was, you know, kind of concerning. I mean, we were up, we were up 12 at one point and Jalen yeah. Brunson was part of that run that brought it back all the way back and tied it. Yeah. I think it was just
1: softened up, but that the interior, after all those fouls, like, all right, you guys can do what the hell you want. So, <laughs> but yeah, so that's
0: <Suns> one dude. <laughs> I was impressed by, this is uh from bees in the chat. I was impressed by Smith's shooting form. Nice. Not to need a rookie to perform at a high level right away. Isn't that a beautiful thing, though, Matthew?
1: Oh, it's when you bad. have
0: a rookie who comes in and you're not sitting there relying on him to give you at least, you know, 10 to 15 points, if not more, to have him come in and ultimately he's the backup, backup plan, knowing that we have no Sarge and no Kaminsky. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we haven't talked about on the podcast. Welcome back, Frank Kaminsky, yeah. man.
1: Come back, Frank. We called that, huh? Hashtag yeah. Bring Hashtag Frank.
0: bring back Frank. We did that on <laughs> the last pod, and you know what? Here he is. So, welcome back, Frank. Yeah. Dude, the, keep... the... I'll
1: go, go ahead. I was going to say the rookie thing's awesome, but we're still worried about DeAndre Ayton so much in the rookie thing. So he's like our rookie still, you know what I mean? Out of of the last three years, but it is nice because he's like the the eighth player we talked about Jalen Smith. So no worries here. Yeah. I think,
0: yeah, Frank, the tank is back. And uh, we'll see if he wears number 41, like he did in um, Sacramento for that brief preseason he spent with there. If he comes back and Don's number eight again, but again, you know, that's something that was exposed tonight, and it was one of those things that when you play in the West and you go against teams like the Lakers, like you have to have a big front line. And the Suns don't necessarily have a big front line when Saric and Kaminsky are out. Now, granted, Frank Kaminsky isn't necessarily, even though he's seven feet, seven feet one, he's not necessarily a guy who's going to be down there pounding guys on the block. No. He's a guy who's out there on the three-point line you know, dropping threes and stretching the floor. But it would have been nice to throw him in there for eight minutes. But you know what? Sticks came in and did a serviceable job. Serviceable job, man. And, and you know, kudos to him on his first game and getting his first points as a as an NBA player.
1: Yeah, we did all this too without Sarge. So when Sarge comes back, I, I don't know how much this is going to affect the bench. But Sarge can take up those minutes too under the rim. So that would be nice to have back, dude. I think I don't know when he's going to come back. Probably a couple games or so. But he brings a lot to the offense and offensive off, so rebounding too as well. Sorry, I struggled with that. uh four
0: four offensive rebounds for six six man yes yeah when when when, when sarge comes back you know to miss angeline's point he's tough he's he's a he's somebody who plays hard uh you have ross rogers rosters 17 i always mess up names so for those of you who are watching for the first time i apologize (laughs) (laughs) has each one lost his spot in the rotation we got to look at like this uh this is the first game, so he never had a spot in the rotation. You know, he, he played a little bit in the preseason, didn't look very productive, but he's somebody who's a true vet, and when his number gets called, he'll play.
1: Exactly. That's the beauty of this. We haven't even seen Sarich or Etuan Moore, and I think those are just two guys you can insert at any time. I mean, even if Into Moore came in tonight, who knows? He might have went off too as well. He might have got it, but the next game he plays, I'm
0: pretty sure he'll bring it, so I'm not too worried about him. Me neither. So, I mean, again, that's the advantage of having vets on the team. So, yes. um, Matthew, do you have anything else to say before we kick this over to the uh, sun solar panel? No, I'm just, I'm blessed.
1: I am too uh, stressed to be blessed. I am just happy that the, <laughs> that the Suns have won, dude. This is the start of a beautiful season. I am so happy to be doing this podcast with all the jamsters watching and uh, see you guys next time. I think, right. Are we out of here right now? Is it ha- how many minutes have it been 36 minutes? Yeah. Wow. It's almost 40 minutes already. Oh, holy moly. Holy <laughs> Yeah. Moly. You
0: know, a uh, uh, big win Suns fans, uh, you know, we got the Kings for the next two games, so hopefully on the December 26th and 27th, uh, those are a couple more victories, and we start the same 3-0, and but one game at a time. Huge victory over the Mavericks. It's always good to yeah. start your season 1-0, and especially when it comes at the at the expense of Luca and the, and the Mavericks. So, uh, you know, again, thank you for those of you who are joining us. Make sure you follow the show at Suns Jam on both Instagram and Twitter. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. And if you're listening on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, please uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, my name's John. You can follow me at Darth Voida. My name's Matthew. You can follow me at Matthew Lissy and you know for those of you who are who want to watch some more sun's coverage head on over to the sun's solar panel they just went live right now too so a uh, shout All out right. to our to our fellow brightsiders so take care everybody have a great night
1: oh, go home and love your family Amen. or stay home and love your family
0: go suns